Hello and welcome to Rogue Business with me, your host, Rasheen Hawley. This podcast is all about embracing the unconventional when it comes to running a business, even when things are a little bit unpolished. My mission is to help you learn about leadership, autonomy, scaling, systems, everything that you need to stay true to your values and make bank in the process. If you're seeking a fresh perspective on success without compromising who you are, what you do and the magic behind your business, this podcast is for you. Let's go. Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Rogue Business Podcast. My name is Ro, and oh, we are going to be taking a bit of a bit of a look back uh, to the first few years of business. So I'm going to be just yeah, like I want you to picture maybe the first two years. So I'm going to be talking about some things that, in hindsight, because it is coming to you from hindsight uh, in those first couple of years like things that I would change about the early years as as a business owner so if you are in your first couple of years of business of business this is going to be one for you Um, and if you're not then I mean this might still be some stuff for you to have a look at um, or there might be some areas where you're like oh Okay, me too. I feel you, sis. So let's get into it. Let's kind of like set the scene, paint the picture to the first two years of where I was in business. So I was working in a commercial gym, um, a good life franchise gym in Ipswich, Queensland, Australia. So anyone that is even knows that spot, like spot knows um, where that gym is. That was, yeah, my first introduction into the industry. Now I was 24, 25 when I got into the industry. Um, and to give you a bit more of an idea, I had actually just come over recently from New Zealand. I can't actually remember how long I was in Australia for before I started my own business and got into coaching. But um, yeah, me and my then partner at the time, um, he's my husband now. We, yeah, we were like 24 and we're like, we're out of here. We're, we're going to go and do the trans-Tasman kind of thing. Um, and the reason that we actually decided to come to Australia was my husband was working for the government. So my husband is a super fucking smarty pants um, and he was working for the government in New Zealand and they were paying for his um, post-grad studies. I think it was going to be his master's. I actually can't even remember. It's that long ago. But anyway, they were paying, going to be paying for his um, studies, for ongoing studies and they basically cut funding and he was like, we were, we were both like, well, there's nothing really keeping us here. And he was in a bit of fuck you kind of energy. And so we're like, well, we're not really doing anything. Like I was working for a bank. I was working for the Bank of New Zealand. Um, I'd been at university prior to that and I had studied science. I'd been at uni for like, I don't know, five years, I think it was. Um, but I ended up getting a job in finance and doing call centery things. And anyway, we were just like, well, fuck, we're mid-20s. We got, well, nothing's really keeping us here. You know, New Zealanders coming over to Australia is actually a really common theme. Um, So we're like, let's just fucking do it. So we sold everything um, and we packed up. We both had a suitcase of 23 kilos. We packed up our shit and we moved over. 
And I then came back into banking and I was like literally on ground zero. I was working in a bank as a teller for NAB um, and then I fucking hated it. And then, yeah, I got into the industry. You know, I've talked about this a few times, but I got into the industry on a really like obsessive kind of notion. It was for myself. I got into the industry because I was in a space of just hating my body training to get small, training to punish myself, you know, eating as little calories, like it was all driven by that. So I remember it, like I would go to um, my banking job, nine to five or whatever the fucking hours were. Um, and then after that, I'd go to the good life. There was a good life at Mount Gravatt. Anyone that knows that place? And there was treadmills. There's so many fucking treadmills there. And they had like all of this branded AIPT stuff. Um, and that shit worked, man. Marketing worked on me, my fears, my shit that I was experiencing. And I said, yep, I think it's a good idea to learn how to get my certification so I can help myself. So I can learn how to train properly or I can learn how, well, not train properly. I should rephrase that. I can learn how to continue to stay in my shit, basically. I didn't think about it like that at the time, but I wanted to tr- like learn how to, to train so that I could, basically keep staying in my own shit of overtraining and punishing my body and stuff like that so that's how I got into the industry it was not this big notion of like I want to help people it was driven by my own fucking wounds and my own issues and anyway um, I did all the certification and I did all the stuff and then I obviously got into to coaching and I got into business Um, and I soon like that all the stuff that I was experiencing about myself, that didn't go when I just got into the industry. Like I was still very, very much running that, um, moving through that, living that. Like I literally hated my fucking body so much. Um, but as soon as I got into the industry and started working, like I just loved it. I loved being able to work with clients, facilitate really positive movements for them. Um, you know, like that, I loved that that was my job. Um, and yeah, like, as I said, I was still dealing with a lot of my own stuff. Um, and that very much impacted, impacted my experience of business and how I ran my business for those first couple of years. Um, but at the same token, like there was also just really, really good stuff that was happening from a service point of view, from a connection point of view. I loved the work. Um, but that's where I was for the first couple of years. And then I won't talk about this too much because it's not really relevant to this podcast, but I was at that good life for a couple of years. And then my um, part, my then partner, he got relocated to Melbourne for work. And so we then had to relocate our lives from Queensland to Melbourne. Um, and I was devastated. Like I did not want to go. I did not want to come to Melbourne at all because I absolutely fucking loved everything that I was doing my clients were amazing I I just couldn't believe that that was the work that I got to do so it was like my husband's talked to me we've talked about this oh not recently but I would say maybe a year ago like he was like you were fucking upset I was I was angry I was upset I was just devastated like I had I felt like such a hole was ripped out of me um so yeah I didn't want to come But I came um, and then I relocated to another good life um, in Northland and I was there for another couple of years and then I eventually opened my own gym, my first gym. So that's kind of like, yeah, a bit of a a trajectory. Um, I was in two commercial gyms for a good couple of years each and then I went out on my own and I've been out on my own 
for seven years now in my I'm in my second gym so that's kind of like a bit of a landscape now in those first few years of business oh my god like I loved it so much and I loved just experiencing it but holy shit there was some stressful things to experience and at that point in time I didn't really know why it was stressful because I didn't know what I didn't know but obviously in hindsight like I can see why there was so many parts of it that were really really stressful so I'm talk about those five things today. So the first thing that I would have changed for the first few years in business is I would have learned about tax. Holy fuck. Like it's just it feels very illegal that when you do your certification to become a PT and then they've got a business model that no one talks about tax. Like I I mean maybe they did actually, but I do not remember anyone talking about tax and that we had to set money aside and like I just had no fucking idea and like I'm a a studious person like I will do everything I can to learn what I need to learn to execute right so I remember doing my business plan it was fucking lit like I've still got it actually and if someone had told me about tax I would have known about tax but yeah I didn't know about tax and it fucked me for like the first two years so I mean I'm speaking obviously from the Australian taxation office um, about how it ran it runs here but in that first year of business ownership like you know our our ATO which is our um, tax body they don't know that you're a business so you haven't lodged anything apart from your ABN like you haven't lodged any tax returns so until the end of the first year so you don't have to fucking pay anything for that throughout that year it's not until the end of the year that you get your first tax bill and then you have to pay tax for that first year what happens after that is that it turns around and instead of paying that full year of tax at the end of the year the ATO now recognizes that you're a business and it asks for money in you know installments and so you start paying tax over quarterly installments and so what happened is that I had no fucking idea. So I had a whole year of biz, like tax to pay that I hadn't set aside. Um, and then because you have to pay installments, like it, as you're moving through business, it's like extra, right? Obviously it's extra. So I just was like so fucking unprepared. And back then, you know, the industry was very different back then. Um, we were doing 30 minute sessions, like it's fucking cooked. We were doing 30 minute sessions. And honestly, there was a lot of cash jobs. Um, dodge as fuck like there was definitely direct debits but a lot of people paying a cash so what are you gonna do when you got cash you're gonna spend it so I just was so ill prepared to even prepare for tax know about tax understand how much money to put aside and what that meant is that the second year that I was dealing in business you know I was trying to catch up from last year and trying to stay on top of this year and I still didn't really know what the fuck was going on until I then I had an accountant who had done the first financial year and then when you have an accountant for the second financial year I was like I just remember the accountant he was just fucking useless honestly and he was just literally like an old dude that didn't give any information it was just like pay this pay that and I'm like I I actually don't know what you're talking about I don't understand and he just I didn't even know what questions to ask. I was just like, why am I here? Like, I get what you're saying. I have to pay this money. But like, can I make this better? Can I do something about this? And it was just something that I don't, I couldn't open. I didn't know what to open. You know, the way that I thought about tax was, hey, 
you do the financial year and then you go and see an accountant and then you pay your tax. Like I didn't understand that not every accountant is the same. I thought it was everyone was the same and you go and get your tax return. Whereas it's not like that. You can get advice early. You can have people on retainers. You can, you know, pay for for meetings to ask questions. You can ask other people in the industry. Like I just didn't know. And so it was just a fucking massive catch up and it was stressful as fuck. And like back then, I was I was booked. Like I was a, a really good I was a really good trainer. Um but like it was small. It was like 30 minute sessions. I don't know, I can't even remember fucking price. I think it was like $50 max per session. So it was just like back to back to back to back. And like it was a lot of living week to week back then. Um, and living week to week when you have to pay tax to catch up and then tax put aside for like next stuff and not really knowing what you're doing. Like I just had no fucking idea. So that is the biggest thing is like understand how to operate tax wherever you are in your country so that you can be prepared for paying your tax bills on time and not having to like scrounge around for money because it not only puts you back, but then it like it, you know, it puts you back and then you also have to like be at a loss or be hindered in some way going forward. And that is just shit. Like, so that's the first thing is understand how tax runs in your country, understand how tax runs and what you can be doing to put it aside so that you can be prepared and have the money. And you would rather, in my opinion, have more money than less so that great, you're not caught off guard. Do you know what I mean? Like understand basic fucking business literacy of tax. That's the first fucking thing. Now, the second thing that I would change for the first two years of business is honestly, like I would have started personal development stuff earlier and I would have looked at what's driving my business earlier. So, you know, when I gave you a bit of a segue around like my, you know, history and like why I got into the industry, um, I had a lot of my shit that was driving how I operated. I had a lot of hustle culture. I had a lot of work, work, work culture. I had a lot of like work until you die kind of culture. Um, and it was driven by a lot of obsession of myself, a lot of my history of watching up, my upbringing and how hard people worked and how hard my parents worked. Um, I had a lot of stuff that drove the first few years of business for me that was like driven by wounds and driven by what I've experienced. And it just meant that when I was like engaging in business life from these things, like what happened is that it just felt really fucking turbulent. It felt really when something was going really good in business, um, it felt amazing. And then when something was going really bad, like it rocked my entire fucking core. Um, it, it did actually feel back then because it was a different landscape. Like it felt easier to generate leads. It felt easier to sign clients and keep clients and all that kind of stuff. Because, you know, we were working with um, walking the floor and like word of mouth and like people seeing you. Um, and that's not to say those things like fucking use those things as I'm saying them as a wake up call that they are so powerful, especially in a face to face facility and especially in a commercial facility. If you're not becoming present and aware with the people in your immediate environment and they don't know you, like that is just such a, a lost opportunity. But you know, like there's so many other ways now to generate leads. Like it was easy. Like it was so much easier back then. Um, but because I just hadn't really 
recognized or seen like how damaging my mindset was about my body and about how I thought about myself, I took everything as a personal attack. I took everything that meant I was good or bad. And I just remember those first couple of years, like I remember the words that I, uh, as I sit here and describe as they were fun and the relationships were some of the most beautiful relationships that I facilitated in the industry. But I just remember being really lost and really feeling like I was really overwhelmed and really working a lot. Like that's what it felt like. Um, And there was definitely working a lot because like it was lower price tags, it was shorter sessions, it was all that kind of stuff. So I had to do that much to to make a decent-ish income in a, a relatively low socioeconomic area. But like there was a lot of overworking and, you know, continuing to go, go, go because I just had this thought of like, you work hard and that's a validation point for you. You work hard, then you got a good result and that means you're you know a good person. You work hard. It was just this massive like hustle fucking culture. Whereas it's like, as I sit here now and you know, it's 10 years on. So it is huge, huge difference. And I'm definitely much wiser and older and all that kind of stuff. But I started my personal development journey journey like more so like three-ish to four years after I entered the industry. And this is business will highlight your shit. Business will highlight when you can't handle stress. Business will highlight when you can't problem solve. Business will highlight when you can't hold boundaries. And you might not know what you're experiencing at the time. Like in those first two years, I didn't know that... I was experiencing a lot of people pleasing or imposter syndrome or proving energy or validation. I didn't realize any of that, but all it felt like to me was like overwhelm, overwork, I'm burning myself out. Like that's what it felt like. So I really, in hindsight, would have changed starting personal development stuff early because business is like a personal development echo chamber. And you are going to get everything reflected back to you and everything highlighted back to you about how you operate. And it's like such a big fucking mirror. And being open and being willing to see the reflection can open up so much for you in not only the objectives that you receive in your business and the results that you achieve in your business, but also the experience of how you navigate business life. Like I... I talk with a lot of business owners about how they experience business, like stress, overwhelm, guilt, um, not being able to relax, feeling like they're saying yes to everyone. Like I'll have a lot of conversations about that, but because they're in that space with me and because there is so much more of a mindset focus and a personal development focus now than there was back then, it's not that it's easier, but it's more open conversation. And the, you know, we're in 2023 as I'm recording this, like there is so much stuff available for you to start understanding how you operate. Books are, you know, you cheap to buy and come within 24 fucking hours on Amazon. Podcasts are free. You know, free resources are off mailing lists. Instagram pages provide really good content. Like I would just look at my shit earlier to understand how it's driving my business, driving my outcomes and driving my experience. Because if you don't, you will bury your fucking self and it'll be like, you'll look around and go, I don't fucking know if I can do this. So that would be the second thing that I would change. Now, the third thing that I would change is I would learn to like sell in particular better 
earlier. So I said earlier on this podcast that it was easier to sign, right? Like, honestly, it was. Like, you could, you know, you'd get leads that would come through the gym. You'd walk around the floor. Um, There was not stuff on socials as much as there is now. Like, people were coming to the gym and it was just kind of like, it was more black and white. But even though that was the case, I still felt so fucking awkward with selling. So I actually wrote down on my notes, I would learn to launch and sell earlier. No, it wasn't launching. Um, I say that now in 2023 because launching and selling are two different things that work together. And in the industry that we're in now, um, there's just so many more options for people. So launching and selling is what I would be saying now. But back then, selling used to throw me. I used to feel awkward. I used to dart around the bush. I would never price present. I would never handle or hold a conversation that had any kind of objection or anything like that. I would just, I would just make it fucking awkward. And I didn't feel comfortable to ask for money. I didn't feel comfortable to ask for the sale. I didn't feel comfortable with any of that kind of stuff. I definitely felt comfortable opening a conversation about goals and the client and what they're after and all these things. And that is fucking selling. It's knowing your client. It's, you know, um, understanding where they're at, what what things they're struggling with, what they're actually wanting to gain. Like selling in a nutshell is understanding, quote unquote, the prospect. It's such a salesy fucking word, but like it's understanding the person in front of you. But when it comes to selling, it's also presenting the offer, presenting the price, presenting the service and really feeling like you can discuss that offer in a way that benefits that client, like that is selling. It's helping them to see that what you've got is going to help them get from their current state of problem to the desired state of the outcome that they want. And yes, I felt comfortable chatting about goals and all that kind of stuff, but I just darted the fuck away around that end part of actually taking them through the sale and price presenting and doing all that kind of stuff. And it's like, I left a lot on the table. Um, I made it really fucking awkward. Money can be funny for a lot of people. And so like, I just didn't take charge of all that because I felt funny about money. I felt awkward talking about money because it's the way that I was brought up. Um, And that's my financial, you know, money kind of past. Um, But I would have, I would have learned to, to get more comfortable selling and holding space for conversations like that. Because not only, like I still had a really great sign rate. Don't get me wrong. Like, Yeah, like it's not that the result itself was bad, but I just remember feeling so fucking edgy doing selling things all the time and I used to dread it. I was like, I knew that the outcomes would be so great for clients, but I just would, it's almost like every consult that I would see, be like, oh, fuck my life. I've got these many consults to do. Do you know what I mean? It's like, I don't ever want anyone to feel like that because This is something that we're going to be doing in our business ongoing. And so I would definitely have changed. I definitely would have highlighted where I was at with selling earlier, understand why I felt that way and tackle it. Both from an external how-to step-by-step, like these are some questions that you can ask. This is where we want to go. This is what we want to achieve with the client. Like really, it's not about scripts because honestly, like you can have sales scripts. I don't necessarily think there's anything wrong with it. I think some people be like, oh, poo-poo sales sales scripts. It's all about conversation. Yes, it's fucking all about conversation, but some prompts can help, honestly. So, you know, having those things set and the tools and, and frameworks to help you in that conversation and to anchor that conversation is so important. I would do that and recommend that. And also understanding like what stuff that's impacting how you feel about money and how you feel about selling and how you feel about asking questions in that space. I would have tackled that shit early um, because it just, the whole experience of selling was just a shit fight for me. 
So that's the um, third thing that I would have done earlier and changed in business. Um, The fourth thing that I would change is I would surround myself with the right people earlier. So when I'm thinking about the first couple years, like, don't get me wrong. um, I fucking have so many fond memories of those first couple of years. Like, I kind of feel like it's like the good old days. (laughs) And I don't, I don't know. (laughs) Like, I sound old, honestly. Um, You know, it's like back in my day when we had to walk the floor and clean the treadmills and, you know, do the club training hours and shit like that. But I just... There were some people that were just so great and then there were some people that were so fucking damaging. And back then, you know, 2013, 2015, there was fucking no places, no spaces, no places, no nothing like the work that I do now. Like that was not it. We had our fitness director um, and she was a fucking legend. Sarah um, was my first fitness director. And I just remember watching this bitch and be like, holy shit, you are some slay boss bitch vibes. Like I am so thankful that I got to um, witness a woman, a, a woman in business, like forging her own fucking path um, and making moves and yeah, like serving her clients in the way that she did, being as organized as she did, being as, you know, powerful with her marketing and all this kind of stuff. Like she embodied a lot of the stuff that is a really big role model for me. Um, But then there was some fucking coaches that I was like, get the fuck out. Like, but I just remember like trying to people please everyone and trying to, you know, be the likable person to everyone. But I just... I would spend less time on just fucking drainers and surround myself more with the people that not necessarily could just help me. It's not about that, but there was like mutual, you know, like it was a mutual understanding of like, we both enjoy time and energy together and we can help each other. And that's exactly why I fucking do the work that I do. Like specifically the pro, the, the longest mastermind that I'm offering right now is called the collective and it's 12 months in length minimum for anyone that joins it. And it's a rolling intake. There is a very specific reason that I've structured the offer the way that I do and facilitate the conversations that I do because the collective is all about navigating business in all seasons. It's about, you know, navigating when there's a lead generation problem, navigating when we have stickiness in content, navigating when we've got some stuff happening with staff, navigating when we're motivated and when we can't be fucked. Like that is the this program, this mastermind is the one that I've created that I'm like, this is it. Like, this is exactly so fucking true to what I need people and business owners to experience. They need the resources, but they need the conversation. They need the strategies, but they need the mindset. They need the, the you know, the externals, but they need the real talk. They need to be able to have things reflected back to them so that their strategies work. And, you know, surrounding yourself with people and also spaces that facilitate what you need. And I remember when I was marketing the collective, like, honestly, it, I was looking at the marketing and I was like, this is a long, minimum long time. And I was like, I just don't, like, I don't want to facilitate a space that is like about haste or is about 
hectic energy or anything like that because the the biggest need that I see for business business owners is they need us they need to learn how to do business through all seasons they need to learn how to take that frantic energy off they need to learn how to navigate problems without sitting on their ass they need to be able to celebrate without pumping too hard like they need to be able to do everything and so when I was marketing I was like oh does that sound boring is this like too ho-hum is this whatever and I was like whatever like but I knew deep down that that was the space that I needed to facilitate as opposed to like here's your three-month mastermind and we're gonna clear this and block that and integrate that and blah 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 and that's not to say that that's not bad that's absolutely fucking needed and don't get me wrong I'll be doing shorter masterminds next year alongside the collective but the people that are in this space now are here for a reason because they are needing to navigate business longer term and be able to be in a space to facilitate these real conversations so that's point number four is surrounding myself with the right people and the right spaces Um, And then the last thing that I want to end up with um, that I would change about the first few years is honestly, like, I would get good at, like, learning some actual tools early on. Um, So I would focus on getting good at your fucking craft. Like, I think sometimes when we think about business now and, like, running a business and, you know, where do I spend my time and all this kind of stuff, like – Definitely there's going to be stuff that I'm talking about in these points that I'm like, focus on marketing and leads and all this kind of stuff, but continue to foster your craft, honestly, and not even just in the two years, but all the fucking time. But like in those first two years, you are going to be figuring out what you, you know, how you program, who you like to work with, how you communicate, um, what things you're really good at, what things you're really bad at. Like I, I think that this conversation about niche, and this is a whole podcast for another time, like niching down is is really great and it can help people find you but like don't don't be afraid to play around like don't be afraid to figure out what you do and do not like you don't have to box yourself in early because you're still crafting your coaching practice and your coaching mastery and your coaching style so that is one of the things is like get good at these things and really double down on these things early so the actual coaching which is then not just your sessions, but everything associated with that, you know, your onboarding, your programs, your communication, that kind of stuff. Um, Selling, as I've said earlier, like in this day and age, I would be definitely focusing on selling, launching and marketing um, because people, you know, there is so much more that's available. There is so much more options for quote unquote consumers and that's brilliant um but if you're going to be the person that stands out first and foremost like standing out is going to be shown by the services that you offer and the results that you can obtain and the relationships that you build with clients but people are going to go to your platforms and get social proof people are going to look up your stuff so knowing how to strategically market and strategically move someone from like interested into inquiring is powerful powerful stuff that when you can know skills around that it it can build so much safety in your business so selling like how to sell how to navigate conversations launching how to structure campaigns how to do launch strategies um, and then marketing like understanding the difference between convert like content creating content and actually creating marketing content that actually converts I'd be looking at those kind of stuff Um, the other thing in this particular area is like money like understanding how to track your money read a profit and loss you know, reconcile your accounts, understand how to put money away for tax, how to pay yourself a wage, super, if that's relevant for you. Um, Like just fucking understand how to navigate your money and have some money literacy, honestly. 
Um, another area here is like conversations. Like, you know, they call it your soft skills, like learning how to build rapport and open conversations and build relationships and, you know, build depth with people. But like for real, fucking hell, like if you are shit at people skills, you're going to really, really, really struggle in a service-based industry. So I don't know, like I'm pretty fucking awkward now. Um, Although I might not sound like it when I'm podcasting, I'm in my zone. But if I meet someone, I just am like such an awkward turtle. I I don't know. I split out words. I merge words together. I like just verbal diarrhea sometimes. So I've had to work a lot on like how to just hold a conversation and I think and like have small talk. And I think there's this notion of small talk is just like surface level stuff. But like small talk is also really powerful because it allows you to then get to, you know, deep talk. Um, and if someone fucking doesn't like you or feel comfortable with you, they're not going to hang around. So having the ability to hold conversation with people that are different to you and like sit with a bit of awkwardness and navigate conversation and get someone to open up. Like I would focus on that shit really, really easily, uh, really, um, really early, I should say. Um, the other stuff that I'd be focusing on is like your offers um, and making sure that your actual offers are not just like amazing deliverables and amazing things in the offer, but like you can have a list of this is what you get, this is what you're paying for, but how do the things that you're paying for pop? How do the things that you're paying for get delivered? How do the things that they're paying for get facilitated and that's all going to come to like how you are as a coach and how you facilitate conversation and how you coach them and then the relationships that you build so get really fucking solid offers and then get really really solid coaching practices and and you know how to facilitate them Um, and then the last thing that I'd really focus on early on in this area is like having some boundaries and I I kind of don't like to talk about boundaries this much in this kind of surface level way because there's so much associated with boundaries and this is another podcast for another day but like you know if like learn to say no learn to say no if you can't do it learn to turn clients away learn to put people on wait lists learn to tell people when they make you feel uncomfortable like you know learn to turn off work things learn to turn off notifications and like those are all external things that we focus on right but they are often muddled so much by lots of internal thoughts that we might have. There might be some people pleasing. There might be some, um, you know, good girl kind of stuff. So that's why I get a little hesitations around boundaries because I'm like, it's not just as easy saying no. You know what I mean? But if you've noticed that people step over your shit and step over your boundaries consistently, um, that's not a boundary. That's a fucking, that's a crumbling wall. So use that as feedback to go, well, what is actually happening here and how can I be strengthening my boundaries with these other things that might be appearing? So yeah, like this last point here and like getting good or like spending time on these areas is like launching, selling and marketing. Like, holy shit, learn so much about those areas. Money, reports, setting up your reports, setting up your tracking sheets, doing a CEO meeting every single week, profit and loss, you know, tax, all that kind of stuff. Being good at conversation, being good with not just being around like-minded people, like get around people that are not the fucking same as you because that's going to teach you some real shit. You know what I mean? Um, 
get really robust offers that feel really aligned for you and get results and feel connection for your clients and then have a look at your boundaries and if they're crumbling fucking boundaries or if they're so brick wall that people can't even break through and your boundaries are then becoming avoidant. That's another piece here. So yeah, like you can see um, in hindsight, there's a good amount of stuff that I would change in the first few years, but that was the first few years and that was the industry of 2013 to 2015. I The industry has come so far and the people that are in the industry and the people that are getting into the industry now, y'all are just like A-class humans and y'all are just so much more, not necessarily open, but it's a different it's a different time like there's different resources there's different conversations that are happening there's different ways of working so i definitely think that yes it's a different industry the landscape is different but i still see the same fucking problems happening so that would be my suggestions to you um and i and i hope that if you're in your first few years you can either reflect on those things and make some changes or even just kind of nod your head and be like hey sis i'm, I'm doing okay too that's us for now <laughs>